Hello and welcome back to Motor City Bets. My name is Trevor and we are joined here today by another than Josh Gutowski. Josh, how you doing, buddy? Trevor, it is good to be back on the Motor City Bets podcast. I've definitely been looking forward to today. However, I'm I'm hurt right now. My beloved Spartans lost in the first four game to the UCLA Bruins. And God damn it, does this one suck? Not only because I'm an MSU basketball fan, but it even hurts worse because it hurt me financially somehow, some way. Yeah, Josh, let's uh, let's let's start immediately. Actually, let's ditch everything. Let's jump right into you and Michigan State basketball. You told us many times this year, I'm never going to bet on Michigan State again. Never. Josh, tell us what happened to you today around halftime of today's performance. Okay, well, it wasn't halftime. It was overtime. Ah, I knew it was a time, but still. It it was a period of time during the game. Good guess. So it was overtime, and I was like, you know what? I'm riding with the Spartans here. I think they're going to come out on top. I think Aaron Henry. Josh Langford and, and and Mark Watts, they're all going to step up. They're all going to step up and come to the rise to the occasion. And so that didn't 10, happen. No, that didn't happen. So I bet $10 for them to win money line at the start of OT. Barstool said that my bet wasn't going through. So I closed out of the app, resubmitted another $10 bet. I go look at my account. I'm down $20. So now I've got an additional $20 riding on MSU money line. I had about three or four bets of MSU money line. I think I had one. I had, I had them to cover. I had them, I had the FanDuel boost. I took the money line before the game. I took them money line twice in overtime. And it hurts. It hurts. Did any of them, Josh? The uh, spread loved it. There uh, it is. I think it was plus 150. So yeah, it uh, got to plus 150.5. Yeah, there we go. I uh, I saw that and I said, I, I hope we can cover this. But this was a gut-wrenching loss, but the season's over. And part of me is happy because Tom Izzo needs to figure out what the hell he's going to do with this team. And the incoming freshmen are really, 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 really good. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm personally pretty happy to to be done with this year with Michigan State basketball. I knew that we were going to get heartbroken in this tournament at some point. And honestly, I, it's almost nice. I didn't think to, it'd be this early. I had my doubts, Josh. This team is no, I know so, you did. so inconsistent. I bet on them because, like, if this is one of those problems I've I've found, you know. Everyone's always like, well, don't bet on your home team. Don't bet on your home team. Eh, whatever. I mean, there's some truth to that. But the only reason I bet on Michigan State tonight was because it was my home team. It had everything. You know, Every if I, if I was not an alumni of Michigan State, I don't see myself putting a dollar on this outside of the FanDuel Spread the Love promo that they had going on. So, you know, I, I, bit, I bit the bullet there. I did what I did, and I lost a good amount because of it. Um. But yeah, Josh, you know it's disappointing. Uh, this season, I don't think should be a blemish on Izzo's career. I don't think that anybody should really hold their heads. Sadly, I think Bingham had made. Pro- he's probably my my team MVP. And we'll get. I think we should uh, do a 
a season recap as we as we look to the offseason. So I don't want to get too into this tonight, but um yeah, you know, I'm just disappointed, but I'm not shocked, I guess, at the end of the day. That being said though, Josh, we have a big show today. March Massive. Madness is among us. The episode that came out on Tuesday, we discussed all Friday's matchups, so we don't really need to get into that again. Uh, feel free to give that another listen. Josh and I are going to post tomorrow, well, today, on Twitter, um, showing our picks again just as a little recap. And so in lieu of giving our personal picks, we're going to take a show off of that tonight. Today we're going to be focusing pretty much exclusively on March Madness. However, we do want to really run through real quick Detroit sports. So, Josh, without further ado, let's move along to our first segment today, Detroit sports update. I'm going to go ahead and start with the Wings. They played a game today as well. I know hockey's going to take the backseat here for the next, you know, two weeks. Uh-huh. But um, Robbie Fadry had, had a hat trick today. Stevie Y traded a fourth line in and out of the lineup player, one for one for Robbie, and he has paid dividends. I mean, it was cool to see him play well today. The Wings obviously won. Don't look now, but they've won two in a row. Hey, um, hey, hey. They've won four out of their last five. Like, that's... It's not nothing. Uh, I think this team's finally starting to kind of like turn the. I, I'm gonna knock on wood. There we go. Hopefully you can hear that, people. Uh, I, I think this team might might be turning the, a new leaf, and I'm excited to see where they go from the future. They're still dog shit, but they're not as dog shit as they used to be, which is all you can really ask for at this stage in a rebuild. Josh, anything you want to say about the Pistons, real quick? Uh, let's see. Sadiq Bay had a huge game the other night. He Absolutely killed it. He had 28 points, I think 12 rebounds. Uh, he's actually now in the top five for rookie of the year voting. Oh, uh, shit. When, it, when it comes to online, you know, gambling and stuff like that. I'm not sure what his odds are, but I did see that he's now stumbled his way into the top five, which is it's truly remarkable. Given given that Troy Weaver, that was his third pick in the first round. We got Sadiq Bay at 19 overall for Luke Kennard. Wow. And the fact that, you know, we still have Isaiah Stewart, who's been very, very impressive to me so far. He's just hoping to come back, I think, in the next two to three weeks. Uh, apparently, his hip's looking great. So, Pistons are still bad. Um, they actually did beat the Toronto Raptors the other night. Uh, I bet on the Raptors to cover. And so, thank you, Pistons. Um, however... I'm very, very excited about this team. We also, did I mention the trade with Svi Mikhailu last episode? I don't Was believe that you did, sir. I don't believe that you did. Okay, so the Pistons traded Svi Mikhailu and I believe a 2027 second round pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Hamadou Diallo. Very exciting up and coming prospect. Super excited about what the future holds for the Pistons. Fuck yeah, hell yeah, let's go. Uh, glad to see that they're also starting to to really break away a little bit here, too. Um, it's just good to have a little bit of positivity. I think there's only one thing to talk about from the Lions side of things, and that's they released a nine-and-a-half-minute tearjerker today. Oh, um, tearjerker is an understatement. Yeah, uh, the the dust has been floating around the, the room. If you It is allergy turn that season. One. Oh, heavily, heavily. Uh, <laughs> highly, highly recommend you guys check that out. It's a pretty good tribute. Um, and, you know, I think that that warrants us saying once again, really appreciative of every, of just 
everything that Matt Stafford embodied, you know, just his ability to, to keep wanting to, f- to play football. Um, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a kid's game, right? That people are getting paid a ton of money to, but to see that guy's dedication, to see that guy's heart, it's really inspiring. And it kind of can get you, it, it, it made me really emotional, but also kind of had me ready to run through a brick wall. It's like a weird, I was sad, but also like, whoa, let's go. Um, which is just cool to see. Any other comments from you, Josh? No, uh, that Matthew Stafford video was incredibly uh, fantastic. It was, to me, it was the perfect way because he perfectly, to me, he was the face of Detroit sports, you Mm. know, for the past, I don't know, 10, 11 years. Uh, Basically, after his rookie year, it felt like he was going to be the face of Detroit sports. And he, uh, he took that role head on and he never shied away from the critics and he, you know, one of my favorite things that he said in that video was he's the quarterback of the Detroit lions. If he can go out there and help this team win, he's going to go out there regardless of what his body is telling him. He, he understands, you know, what limits he can push with his body, but he, he respects the guys in the locker room and the effort that they put in week in and week out. And he feels like he owes it to them. And I think that's what made Matthew Stafford such a lovable person here in the city of Detroit. Yeah, man, I agree completely. I think lovable is just such a proper word for such a badass dude. Like, he's just the best. Hopefully, I really want to see L.A. kind of pull ahead next year and make a splash in the playoffs just so you can kind of cement his legacy around the league. But that's for another a topic for another discussion, sir. Today we have March Madness. And I think without further ado, let's hop into our big game breakdown section. And that segment today is gonna be exclusively about the tournament. So Josh, we covered Friday's last episode. As I said at the top right. of the show, follow us on Twitter at Motor City Bets to see a recap of all of our picks before we go live tomorrow or before the tournament goes live. Let's jump into Saturday, Josh. Where do you want to start, sir? Let's kick things off with the first game of the day. We're going to go with number 12, Georgetown versus number five, Colorado. This game is airing at 12.15 p.m. on CBS. I... Don't really know a lot about Colorado, and I really don't know a lot about Georgetown either. However, I know the Hoyas are coming in this tournament streaking. They blew through the Big East tournament and somehow won that tournament, got the automatic bid. They would never have made the tournament if they hadn't had won. So even though this is, you know, 12-5 is a great upset matchup, I'm, I'm rolling with Georgetown here. I'm, I'm picking the Hoyas to win. See, Josh, I feel like this is that one twelve five seed where it's so obvious that Georgetown should win. You know what I mean? Like, there's always one where you're like, oh, this is the lock. This is the easy 12-5 seed. It's always an upset. Ah, I'm going to look at history in the face right here. I'm going to spit on it. I'm going Colorado. <laughs> really? Going Colorado. Interesting. Okay. That's... 
Cal- okay, wow. All right, let's uh, let's move on to our next game then. We're going to rock with number 13, UNC Greensboro, taking on the Seminoles, number four, Florida State Seminoles. This game's kicking off, or I'm sorry, tipping off at 1245 Eastern on True TV. Trevor, I'm not sure you know anything about either of these teams. I don't know much about either of them. What's uh, What's your initial reaction to this matchup? Yeah, I know absolutely shit about either of these two teams. Um, based off of name recognition alone, I got to go Florida State here. I feel like I like a team. I mean, the ACC is a pretty good basketball conference, right? UNC Greensboro. Uh, I don't know anything. Are they in the ACC? I don't even know what conference they're in. I don't think they're big enough. Um, Florida State, I feel like, is good at times. Why not this time? That's a that's a great point. I, I also like Florida State here. Um, I don't know if I like them to cover. I don't know what the line is on this. It might be like eight and a half or something. So I, I do like Florida State. They they have a very good um, sound offense. Uh, they are a very talented team on defense. So I think uh, their defense is just going to be a little too much. Uh, they're going to be a little too aggressive, a little too physical for UNC Greensboro. And uh, so I like Florida State here. Let's kick off our next game at 1.15 p.m. on TBS. Eastern Washington taking on Jayhawks of Kansas. Trevor, any takeaways here? Yeah, so obviously Kansas is a pretty big blue blood program. And blue, of course. This, this year has been the year of the anti-blue blood. Um, and I think that when you look at this on paper, your brain's telling you Kansas a thousand percent of the way. And your brain's probably right. What I think here, and I said this on Tuesday's show as well, I think this is an opportunity where Kansas comes off starting a little bit flat. Agreed. I I can see that. I think that they do overcome, but I think that going into halftime, Eastern Washington's probably closer than you might expect. So Kansas Kansas overall, but I think that um, Eastern Washington's going to make it at least interesting maybe in the first 10 minutes. Uh, I agree. I think um, (laughs) – I have to see. I think the spread on this game is like 10 and a half. I may take Eastern Washington first half to cover. That's what I'm saying, think, Josh. If you can get them first half, I think yes. Let me. I do think that Kansas completely runs the fuck away with this game uh, by, the, by the end of the game, though. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say runs away. I mean, I think it'll be a 7 to 10 point game by the time. So. Yeah, I don't. I just, I, I don't. I could be wrong. Maybe like the la- it, at the last like two minutes, it balloons to like sixteen. But uh, well, that's I'm what I mean by to... runs away. I think that this game's gonna be pretty close. But then, you know, the I think Kansas ends up winning by sixteen or twenty or something like that. Let's see. I'm pulling it up right now. I also have it up. Uh, first half points spread: Eastern Washington plus six. I kind of like that. I, I do I, like that plus six. I I like the plus six. I oh, I I, I think I may go Eastern Washington plus six in the first half. 
I'm not, I don't think I'm going to mess around with that 10 and a half though for the overall game. But I do think this Eastern Washington team is going to keep the game a little interesting. I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't be surprised to see them cover at 10 and a half. I think the only seeds that you're really going to see blowout wins are one and two matchups. And even in some two matchups, it may be somewhat close. Like at half yeah, time. I agree with you completely. All right, let's move to our next game. I'm very excited about this matchup. We got number nine, St. Bonaventure, taking on number eight, LSU, 1.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TNT. Uh, this is going to be a great game to watch. I watched uh, LSU take on Alabama in the SEC Championship, and I was blown away by LSU's team. I've heard a lot of, you know, uh, rumors and people talking saying LSU did not deserve an eight seed. Uh, and from what I saw in the SEC tournament, I was impressed and it did not look like a team that played like an eight seed, especially for making it to the uh, SEC championship. So I think this is going to be a great game. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about uh, the Bonnies. Uh, I, I don't really, I think in my bracket, I have LSU just because I was more, I, I've seen them and I know what they can do. Right. So that's that's what I'm going to go with in this game. I don't know what the line is. I have it pulled up, Josh. Actually, I was about to int- I was about to almost interrupt you there. Go ahead. So the Bonnies are plus one and a half to cover like, spread wise, and money line plus a hundred. LSU is only minus one twenty one from a money line perspective, and obviously minus one and a half from a spread perspective. That's Interesting. that's I, close. I was also impressed with LSU and the SEC tourney. I was really impressed with them. I didn't. I don't really pay too much attention or give too much respect to SEC basketball. None of us um, do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not the first person with a microphone and a headset and a podcast or show to not give the proper credit to LSU or the SEC and basketball in general. But Josh, from looking at this from a lines perspective. I think I got to go St. Bonaventure. <laughs> St. Bonaventure, huh? Yeah, I I want like personally I want LSU. Out of all the SEC schools, LSU is my favorite. They're the only ones that I truly like kind of like. So I want to see LSU go far. Um but just from simply from a gambling perspective, I think there's more value betting on St. Bon St. Bonaview or however the fuck you say that name. Obviously not a names guy. For, said that enough times on the show. <laughs> I don't know, Josh, what do you, what, what's your pick here? Yeah, uh, I'm going with LSU. I going think with LSU? They, uh, yeah. Are you I think taking gonna, them to cover one if, and a half or are you just going to take yeah, them to money line? I, I'm, no, I'm going to take them to cover. I didn't know it was that low. I'll take them to cover. Mm, I don't like that from a value perspective, man. The odds are minus 109, they cover minus 105, or it's minus 121 to get them straight up to win. What is it to straight up win? Minus 121. And what is it to cover? Minus 110. Yeah, give me the give me them to cover. I just don't. Mm. Give it to me. I'm I mean, I'm, 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 I'm handing it to you. I just don't. I, I just got to shake my head slightly while I offer you the sheet there. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Josh. You're the college basketball guy on the show here. I'll, I'll take your word for it, but I'm All taking right. same point of view. All right. Same point adventure. There we go. Whatever the fuck it is. All right, let's kick it off. Uh, this game is not 
I'm not giving any insight to this game because we already know who the winner is. Number 16, Texas Southern taking on number one, Michigan, 3 p.m. on CBS. Uh, my only thing to look for in this game is how does Michigan look without Isaiah Livers? Um, I don't think they look good. I I would be worried. If I was Michigan, especially potentially facing LSU in the round of 32, that's by no means an easy matchup. Uh, that's that, that's kind of my only takeaway for this game. Michigan's going to win, um, but it's a matter of h- how clean and efficient do they look without Isaiah Livers because that injury is substantial to that lineup. Yeah, I'm trying to find a line right now. I, I'm not seeing it in the uh, points bet app, which is what I'm going to be using for the tournament, all tournament long. Let's go. Um, however, Josh, I just – I don't see – these guys really progressing far without Isaiah Livers. Um, How far do you see him going? I think that that kind of depends. You know, I I do in my personal bracket. I mean, I do have them getting out of this round. I think I'm making it to sweet 16, but the more I think about the more I'm starting to think that they might've peaked a little bit early here. Um, I think we're going to get ran through the mud by our buddies who are U of M fans or have gone there, especially because state lost. Everyone's like, oh, Izzo's washed up. Uh, a bunch of other bullshit words. I mean, none of that really matters here. Just from an objective perspective, I think Michigan's been almost as flat as Michigan State at times down the stretch here. I mean, with um, Isaiah Livers out, Yes. I'm really not – I wasn't really impressed with them. I, You know, I'm happy that Michigan State was able to eke away a victory there. But if this Michigan team was truly of the pedigree that all the fucking Walmart Wolverines love to cram down <laughs> their throat, then they should handle – they should have handled that Michigan State team because this Michigan State team is bad. Not to keep bringing this back to us because we know we're past that, but – I just don't know. And then the way they lost to Illinois, like this team can really be flat, just like the Michigan State team. So I think that they come out and they beat this team. Do we have a do we have a uh, spread line here, Josh? Let me check. If it's double go- if it's double digits, I might take the sixteen seed. To cover? To cover, yeah. I bet you it's like sixteen. Yeah, if it's in that ballpark, man, I um mm. Let's see. That's. Uh, I mean, I want to. Oh my see gosh. It. It's 25 and a half. Oh, yeah. No, hammer that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty dumb. What do you, what do you mean, 25 and a half? Are you kidding me? That's a joke. That's a lot of points. That's insulting. Like, teams usually stop trying when they're up like 18. I, I, I may take the 25 and a half here, too. Yeah, Josh, that's pretty that's 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 pretty outrageous. I just uh yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> that's that's quite enough for me, sir. Nope. I'm taking uh was it Texas Southern or yep, Texas Southern, yeah. Twenty-five points, man. That's fucking that's a lot. That's, that's a All lot. Right, let's- yeah, let's uh, let's wrap things up for that game. Let's move on to number twelve, UCSB University of California, Santa Barbara, versus number five, Creighton, three thirty p.m. on True TV. Uh, I'm really torn on this game. See, Creighton, Josh, I'm seeing this one clear as day. Wow, 
So, you know, as I said, kind of towards the beginning, the top of this segment, there's always a 12 versus five seed upset that everyone, ah, I zagged when everyone zagged on that 12 versus five seed that we talked about earlier. I'm going to zig while everyone else zags here. I think that this 12 versus five seed makes the most sense for an upset. Creighton has been stumbling. They've barely walked their way into where they are right now. They're banged up. I don't think they're that good. I think they had a down year in, in addition. I don't know jack shit about UCSB. Be, be straight off the I don't even know what colors they are. I've never seen them play. I didn't even know it was a school until I saw the preview of this of this show today. But if you're ever going to find a 12 versus 5 seed, this is the 12 versus 5 seed I think that it's going to hit in this tournament. You think? Yeah, based off of no real scientific evidence other than the fact that Crane's been stumbling and there's always a 12 versus 5 that upsets. That's fair. I, uh... I think I like UCSB to cover, but I could also see Creighton just winning this game by like eight or ten. I'm not sure what the line is. I actually have my phone pulled up. It's six and a half right now. Mm. I don't I don't like that line at all, Josh. I think I think UCB USBC takes this one. US yeah. UCSB Jesus <laughs> dyslexic much my goodness oh. I am sorry folks <laughs> yeah uh, I, I, think- I just mm, we gotta be decisive here Josh I need I need we're not doing right. a pick segment here All right. we gotta put I'm, ourselves I'm, on the line here what are you taking let's go I'm gonna take UCSB first half to cover okay. I'm not sure what that is but that's what I'm gonna roll with okay okay that's respectable I'm gonna take them to win I think I'm gonna be going mostly money lines on this um, depending on the odds, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to be a value shopper here today, Josh. I think okay. I told you off air. Um, my plan is I put a certain amount of money into the points bet app, and I am just going to bet small, but I'm going to bet on every game. I think <laughs> I literally think I'm going to do a dollar. Um, and then maybe I'll do two dollars round to 32, three dollars, sweet 16, so on and so forth. Uh, I'm probably going to put a lot on the actual championship but we'll get there when we get there we don't need to rush uh so yeah my strategy is just to try and try and get everything so i'm looking for value so i can try and really get the most bang for my buck i'm kind of just challenging myself here that a boy i like that all right let's move on to our next game number 15 drake versus usc um 4 30 p.m on Oh, I'm sorry. Nope, we skipped one. Number 15, Iona versus number two, Alabama, 4 p.m. on TBS. Um, Alabama won the SEC, two seed, good team, uh, coached by Nate Oates, good coach, SEC coach of the year. Uh, Rick Pitino's taken five different teams to the NCAA tournament. Uh, Iona is now his fifth team. Uh, Fun fact, that's all I got to say about this game, Alabama. Yeah, Josh, I think that... um... You know, it's a, you can't understate Rick Pitino's coaching ability. When I first heard this, uh, that he like he was going to Iona, I had never heard of Iona. Did no research on him, but I was like, I bet they're going to make it to the tournament somehow. They did, which I think is impressive. Um, I think this is Alabama. I, I think that if you listen to SEC fans, Alabama is like fully in this year, which yes. I find to be irritating. You know, like, fuck you guys. Uh, you already have football, like – 
leave basketball to other a, a different conference or at least a different school. Um, Alabama is on my list of teams I want to see not win. Okay, so that's fair. Yeah, it's nothing personal. It's actually it actually is quite personal. Fuck you, Alabama, the whole state, university, everything about it. Nope, none for me. Thanks. That's it. Yeah. That's all I got to right. say for this game. All right, let's move on to the next game then. Uh, Drake, number 11 Drake, who won last night in their first four game against Wichita State. They take on number six, USC, 4.30 p.m. on TNT. Um, this is kind of a pick game for me. I think I'm going to lean USC money line here. Um, but something to just kind of keep your eye on for this game is NBA prospect Evan Mobley. Uh, if you're a Detroit Pistons fan, you should become a little familiar with that name. He's a seven-foot center from USC. Uh, basically, Cade Cunningham goes one, and then it's up for grabs who goes at two, whether it's Evan, this guy, Evan Mobley, or Jaden, or I'm sorry, Jalen Suggs. So those are you know some guys to keep your eye on in the tournament if you're a Pistons fan or just a college basketball fan in general because those are very, very talented players. See, Josh, that little bit of insight there just completely shifted my whole view. I was going to go for the upset with Drake here over over USC, but a seven-foot center who's going to be a top three pick in the NBA is impressive. And anytime, especially in college, you have that good of an athlete, usually they can kind of control the pace of the game. When you have a center who can do that, I think that's even more impactful. So I think I'm going to – my brain is always telling me, look at the upset. Underdog. Right, yeah. The underdog, but – I think here that, you know, this I think I think that USC has this. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our next game. Number 15, Grand Canyon taking on number two, Iowa, 625 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TBS. Um, I don't know a lot about these teams. Uh, I don't know a lot about Grand Canyon. I know a lot about Iowa. I was going to win. I know you don't want to hear that, Trevor. But I'm pretty sure Grand Canyon has a really good defense, and I think the over-unders in, like, 150s for this game. I'm going to – yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the under in this game. I like that pick, Josh. I like that pick a lot. See, why I, I had – I looked at this game, and immediately there's only one word. It's Iowa. Like, that's just sadly what it is. The over-under, by the way, is uh, 145. Mm-hmm. I still might take the under. Yeah, I like the under there a lot. I like the under there a lot. All right, let's move on to our next game then. Ooh, baby, let's do number 10, Maryland, versus number 7, UConn, 7.10 p.m. on CBS. Maryland's a good scrappy team. However, I think UConn's – I haven't been able to really watch them at all, but from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, uh, the insight that I've been, you know, doing, digging into – I uh, I like UConn to cover here. Uh, they're starting to get some of their key players back, so give me the Huskies. See, oh, Josh, shaking your head. I gotta disagree with you, man. I hate that. Right, I, right. I hate that we have to do this. I apologize for being so contentious. No, no, it's no, no, not, no, it's not you. It's me. Um, I'm looking at action here. Uh, you and I both have this. 
they were running a March Madness special. You could get their premium paid content for 20 bucks for a year. If you missed that, that sucks. Tough luck. Tough luck. UConn is coming in winning four of their last five games, losing their most recent game, whereas Maryland's a bit all over the place. Uh, only two notable wins are against Michigan State, which is not ideal. But the line being minus three favoring UConn, I like that value in Maryland. They're, I like money line bets a lot. In money line, they're plus 145. I think this Maryland team has the ability to shut down UConn. I think these two teams are systematically a lot more similar than people might think. Uh, they're both two teams that play pretty good defense and can really like suffer out the ball. So I, I, I'm leaning towards Maryland here. I'm also Big Ten. I mean, I'm Big Ten first besides Michigan. Um, I've said on the show before, I have a hit list of teams I hate. I believe Iowa is included in that hit list. Um, still, though, Big Ten first besides Michigan. Uh, so I got to go Maryland here. It's just part of my part of my system. That's fair. No, no worries. I uh, completely understand and respect that. All right, let's kick things off with number 13, Ohio, taking on number four, Virginia, 7.15 p.m. on True TV. Uh, this is a good matchup, I think. Um, Virginia's a good team. However, I think Ohio's a little underrated coming out of the MAC conference. I like Ohio to cover here, even though I've never, ever watched them play. Based on the stuff that I'm seeing and reading, uh, Ohio, I believe they're plus seven and a half right now. I like them to cover. See, Josh, that's a pretty hot take, but I think I have to agree with you. Um, I was listening to another podcast today. Um, no free ads, and obviously you should only be listening to our podcast. So I'm not going to name drop another one here. But on that show, um, somebody, like one of the guests on that show, was indicating that Ohio University's head coach was an assistant for Ohio State for 15 years. So this program, I mean, anyone coming from Ohio State University is going to have a pretty good pedigree in sports. The fact that he was that close to the Ohio State program for so long and then goes up the street a little bit to Ohio University, I think that that's, that's always an interesting dynamic. I think that Virginia, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, but they're on a COVID pause right now. They, they aren't coming correct. to the what bubble I've, until about an hour and a half before their game starts. I don't know if it's that close. Is it not that close? Okay. It might I be. believe – it's I believe they're arriving. Hours, though, right? I believe they're arriving in front. I'm sorry. They're they're arriving in Indianapolis Friday night, and they play oh, Saturday. That's right. Evening. Yeah, their plane comes afternoon at one thirty. Is is the time? I knew there was a, a one and a half of an hour somewhere in there. Their plane, I think, is set to touch down like around one thirty or something like that. It doesn't really matter. Essentially, the point of this story is they've been on COVID pause, no practices, only Zoom meetings. Then they have to fly, not across the country, but like up the country a little bit. They have to get settled, get everything figured out, and they don't have hardly any time to get ready for this team. Whereas Ohio University has all the time to get ready. It's a very short journey, like very short travel between Ohio and Indianapolis. I just... I think this is one of those games, Josh, where you have a little bit more human element, like a little bit more behind the scenes than what's going to take place on the court. I fully expect Virginia to come out flat as fuck. 
I could see this team kind of doing what happened to Michigan State against Rutgers when we came back from our pause. Uh, I apologize again to bring Michigan State into another comparison here. That's that's bad look for me, but I'll, I'll get better next year. <laughs> um, but regardless, you know, like, you know, anytime you have a team that's taking a lot of time off, I mean, it's good for players to get that rest, but I think it's really bad entering a stressful situation to not have that time together as a team. I love Ohio to cover, and I might take them money line the first half. Interesting. Wow. I feel like that'd be a fun, that'd be a That's fun cool. bet. That'd be that a fun, be fun bet. That'd be really fun. Yeah. I think it's good for the college basketball world if Ohio is winning going into halftime. I think that makes for great storylines. Oh, absolutely. All right. Let's move on to our next game. Number nine, Missouri taking on number eight, Oklahoma, 725 p.m. on TNT. Uh, this is a pick'em game. Uh, both teams are I feel like they're eye to eye and everything. Give me, let me see really quick. Um, give me, give me Missouri. Give me Missouri plus one. No, you know, give me Missouri money line. Give me, give me the Tigers. I'm gonna roll with that. Wow. Uh, I was gonna go that way at first, but now I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go Oklahoma. All right. Uh, this game is pointless. Uh, number sixteen Norfolk State taking on number one Gonzaga, nine twenty p.m. on TBS. Gonzaga. Anything from there, Trevor? I do actually have something from here, Josh. So let's hear it. My see, man, like this is the problem with me. Like I'm a big history guy, right? History always plays a huge role for me. And right, everything. right, right. This Zaga team feels a lot like that Virginia team that lost the Retrievers a few years ago. Does it not? They had a Trevor, very stop. they they had a very good regular season. Josh, that Virginia team from a few years ago, I think it was a 2017, 2018, 2017, I think. Trevor, that's not – this isn't going to happen. I do. No one thought it was going to happen ever before, Josh. All I'm saying is I don't think Zaga wins by 33 and a half. Okay, okay. 33 and a half. Yeah, that's understandable. That's a, big, that's a lot. That's a big fucking fat line, Josh. I have to take Norfolk okay. State to cover. All right. And all I'm saying is – I would probably take them to cover, even if the line was as small as 11, 11 and Okay, a half. no, Trevor. No, I, get your head out of the gutter. It might just be the gin, but... It's the gin talking now. I don't know, Josh. I don't... I, we need to wrap you, this up. No, 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 Josh. Actually, I'm going to put a flag on this hill here. All right, You're go ahead. so fucking invested in Gonzaga for some reason because they're really good against shit fucking teams in a shit fucking conference. Norfolk State isn't going to be the competition that they need to prove that they're dog shit. But Josh, this team is one of those teams that feels good on paper, but is dog shit in reality. And I, as your friend, as your brother, as your podcast co-host, I can't Uh sit here idly and let you think that this team is as good as you think that they are. Okay. They'll cover plus 33 and a half. You think they they're going to cover plus 33 and a half. 
No, not Gonzaga. Okay, I was going to say, holy fuck, Joshua. No, not Gonzaga. Norfolk State will cover plus 33 and a half. But if the line was Gonzaga minus 10, Trevor, I'd bet the mortgage on them to cover by 10. I said 11. I said 11. I'll do 11. I'll do you better. I'll do you you 15. You want to do a personal bet? A little side bet? Let's do it. Six pack? Six pack on uh, on 15. Yeah. Uh, we're going to virtually shake hands. This is obviously great radio. None of you guys can see us, but of course, we're COVID socially safe. Yep. Co- super, super big COVID guys here for sure. But yeah, Josh, yeah, fuck you. 15 points. I'll buy that. Six pack, folks. We have our first six pack of the tourney. Six our pack first. of the tourney. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? There might be another big contentious one in the future. It's we'll hard, see. To say, hard to say. Maybe a national championship. We'll see. Perhaps. Well, it's certainly not going to be Zaga, dude. Fuck well, them. I, is, I just I'm don't want to. I just don't want to see them, Josh. I do. I don't There's so much talent well. there. I, I want to see I talent. Just fuck them. All right, that's enough out of you. That's enough Gonzaga slander, and I'm done with it. We're moving on. Oh God, we have to move on to this game. Uh, number eleven UCLA taking on number six BYU. Nine forty p.m. on CBS. Go fun Cougars. fact. Fun fact. BYU is two and nine in the first round since 1995, Trevor. That's not I very good. I hate that. I fucking hate that. <laughs> Their only Sweet 16 appearance since the field was expanded in 1985 was with Jimmer Fredette in 2011. God damn it, Josh. Now, if you think about it, line. if you if you think about it, that means before Jimmer Fredette. BYU was 0-9 in the first round. To get to the Sweet 16, you have to win in the round of 64 and the round of 32. So they're 0-9 without Jimmer Fredette. I'm taking it. Right now, it's the spreads UCLA plus three and a half. I I like to bet on statistics. This screams UCLA, and they're giving you money. So give me UCLA money line and a cover. Plus, I, I was pretty impressed with some of the players that I saw from UCLA tonight. Okay, go ahead. I saw some highlights today from Germania back in 2011. And first oh, things baby. first, holy shit, how do we watch sports without HD? That's my first <laughs> comment on that. Um, I would have thought those graphics were from like 1967 colorized. Like it was brutal. Uh, the super long baggy pants looked so out of date. Everything about it was kind of beautiful in an ugly sense. So besides that, uh, back to the actual real hard basketball analysis. I think that UCLA was the better team tonight. We covered that at the top of the show. I haven't watched BYU at all. I have watched one game of UCLA. Who's the guy who rolled his ankle kind of gruesomely today? I have no idea. I honestly didn't know anything okay. about the UCLA team besides well, one guy. That motherfucker was leading their team in points. Yeah. So if he's not 100% going into BYU, which is now rested, this is where I think it gets difficult for me. I think if this matchup happened without UCLA having to play in today, I think BYU doesn't stand a chance. The fact that BYU is going to be rested going into this, 
I don't know if two days is going to be enough to get that dude's ankle back to 100% because he fucking rolled that. Yeah, uh, it was, it he was, was pretty bad. He injury. was walking around at the end of the day today, which is great. You know, good for him. Obviously, Josh and I don't root for injuries on this show. Not at all. Even no. when they're against our teams. But, like, dude, like, it's still going to be in pain. Even if it's not, like, fucked up, like, he's still not going to be able to use it 100% in two fucking days. And so for that, I think I have to go BYU. Um, I'm not in love with that pick, Josh, by by any means, but I do think I have to take it. Sadly. Uh, okay. All right. Then it, it is what it is. All right. Two games left for Saturday's slate. Let's do number 14, Abel Christian taking on number three, Texas Longhorns, 9.50 p.m. on True, True TV. I've heard kind of this game going both ways. I've heard Abel Christian's kind of underrated on that. I believe the spread's nine right now and that they could cover that. Um, However, I I like Texas here. I think Texas is a – they're one of my favorites to come out of their region. Um, I think they can beat – who's the two seed? Uh, One seed's Michigan, two seed is – Alabama. Um, so I think they can beat both of those teams. Uh, I, I mean, I've been impressed with Texas. Um, so I'm not saying they're the favorite. However, I do like them. Uh, so give me Texas in this. I think Texas has a lot of hoopspa right now. Uh, Texas as a state has gone through a lot of emotion uh, with that unfortunate winter event that transpired there. I know this isn't pros, it's just college, but and I know these guys aren't like playing for the fucking city or playing for their state or whatever. I do think that that does have an impact on them a little bit. Uh, it's probably pretty small and negligible, but like still, I think Texas, I agree with you completely, Josh. I think they can put, they can give anybody in this tournament a run for their money. Um, I mean, yeah, man, I'm, I'm running Texas here. I think you, you're a little silly if you, if you're not. Agreed. All right, Trevor, this is our last matchup for Saturday night, and it's a good one. I'm excited. We got a nice little 10-7 matchup. We got number 10, VCU, versus number 7, Oregon, 9.57 p.m. tip on TNT. Trevor, I'll let you take things away here. What uh, what are you seeing Saturday night between these two teams? Well, Josh, this is going to get personal for me. Okay. I root for Oregon unless they're playing Michigan State every single time. I love their fucking uniforms always. I know that's like a real basic thing to say, but like they're always hype. I feel like Oregon is always good in this tournament, especially in the round of 64. Um, I'm going Oregon, man. I like that. Uh, I, I also... Like Oregon here, um, I saw a really interesting statistic the other day. Um, What's the – hold on one second. I'm just going to look up the head coach of uh, Oregon basketball. I believe his name's like Mark Helfrich. Maybe that's football. Oh, wow, Josh. I I have a stat for you while you're looking up that stat. Lay it on me. 
Nope, that's it. Okay, go ahead. Give me your stat. Oregon's only getting 39% of the bets and 50% of the money. Is that so? That's kind of interesting. And that that makes me like Oregon even more because they're like slightly (laughs) underdog-ish. In the betting percentages. Underdog-ish vibes. Yeah. Uh, So, Oregon head coach, Dana Altman, he's one of the top five winning coaches in NCAA against the spread since, like, 2015. Uh, So, that was an interesting statistic. So, I'm rolling with Oregon to cover here. Yeah, I like that, man. I like that a lot. Um, I just... Yeah, no, I'm agreeing with you here, which is rare for us. It is rare. Like, especially in such a contentious match. But, I mean, Oregon started minus 240. At one point, they were all the way up to minus 275. And now they're back down to minus 220. So, like, money's definitely favoring VCU, and that makes me want to favor Oregon. So, I like the call. I guess it's right. I'm, I'm probably going to take the money line. Like I said, I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to break the bank on every bet here. I'm just trying to win a little bit, a little bit at a time. Walk out of this tournament in the, in the green. Hopefully, you know, if I walk out of this tournament, if I could go fucking forty percent in this tournament, I'm gonna feel that, like that'd be nice. Winner. I'm gonna feel like, I'm gonna feel good, Josh. Like I'm doing this right now, so that way next year at this time. We can sit here and I can be like, no, Josh, I know shit about basketball, but I'm better at you at March Madness betting. So fuck off. That's what I'm I'm putting the legwork now, Josh, for that. Hell yeah. Well, sir, I am excited as fuck for this weekend of basketball. Can you explain to me why there's no game scheduled on Sunday? Because the teams haven't been matched up yet. That would probably make the most sense. I, I question what's in your stiff GNT because whatever it is, I want it. I want it. I'm not even going to cut this from the show. I'm just an idiot. Absolutely don't. No, leave it in. Leave it oh in. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. All right, well, the reason there's no games for Sunday and Monday is because the tournament doesn't start till tomorrow. <laughs> The teams that won today already know who they're playing. Oh, Josh! On oh, Saturday. Oh man! Oh jeez! Oh boy! Well, happy March Madness, everyone! Yeah, that's yeah. Obviously, the basketball guy of the show here, just crushing it with my knowledge. Wow, that's <laughs> that's impressive. Proud, I'm, I'm proud of me. Proud I couldn't have asked for a better ending to this episode. This is perfect. Well, Josh, I'm actually going to ask you a question in this episode. Let's do it. So, Lay it on me. After that big old blunder there, out of your preferred bracket, give me your final four and your national champion. National champions, Gonzaga. I know you hate me for it. And out of my final four, I currently have... Gonzaga in the West. I have Florida State in the East. I currently don't have them, but I just changed my mind. I, I right now I have Alabama, but give me Florida State. Uh, and then in the South I got Baylor, and in the Midwest I got Illinois. And then in my national championship I've got Gonzaga and Illinois. 
You're fucking kidding me right now. Do you have I the exact have, same thing? No, but I have, oh. I mean, similar. I have Iowa in the West. You're an idiot. Well, we just proved, we just proved that Jesus Christ. We just proved that a few times over. <laughs> I have Iowa in the West. You're an idiot. Uh, might be. Jury's still out. <laughs> I have Florida State in the East. Okay. I have Ohio State in the South. I don't hate that at all. I actually, I like that. Thank you. I have Illinois in the Midwest. And then my championship, I have Iowa versus Illinois, and I have Great Illinois enough. winning. So not that not that different from yours. Not that not, different. No, no, not that different. Not that different. Not that different. I would I would I would love to see a Gonzaga, Illinois uh, NCAA tournament. That would be that would be beautiful. Let me back up a second here, Josh, just because you're such a fucking you have Gonzaga's dick deep, deep in your throat. That's in, just false. In the elite, I just eight, recognize talent. Oh right, right, right. In the elite eight, I have Zaga versus Iowa, and I think that that game, regardless, if that game can happen, first of all, I think it'd be fantastic. Well, it happened. All, it, it happened earlier this year. They uh they had a game over. I believe it was Thanksgiving. Iowa. I thought it got canceled. Iowa, no, they played. They played. I, I, yeah, Iowa lost oh, by I believe eleven. There you go, folks. That's that's how much I know and, and follow the the beautiful sport of college basketball. Either it's way, man, the, I think that that your game butter. naturally. I think that game will be pretty damn good. Um, I have Alabama versus Florida State in the East. I think that that game is going to be really fucking good too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Alabama take that. However, I think Florida State's going to get hot for no reason other than hope. <laughs> In the South, I have Baylor versus Ohio State. Uh, I think Baylor kind of peaked. I think Ohio State's built for a deep playoff run here. I, I think that game's not close. I think Ohio State puts the licking on Baylor. And then in the Midwest, I have Illinois versus West Virginia. I don't know why I'm riding West Virginia right now, but I'm riding West Virginia right now. And I'll see. It feels, pretty, it. it feels pretty good. It feels good, doesn't it? Open the country roads can take me home. That's 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 oh, all. Yeah. I but I do roads. have Illinois winning that one. So take me home. So Josh, to finish up the show today, you and I have a six pack bet. Beer of the winner's choice. On Gonzaga versus Natty Ice. Wow, that's a call. Versus whoever <laughs> the fuck they're playing, Texas Southern or whatever, to cover 15. Yeah. Um, we have a couple contentions in our picks here, but I think for the most part, you and I are both sad to see Michigan State out, but I'm at least it, I, I'm happy because it it's going to stop me from hurting my wallet and making stupid decisions. So right now in that regards, I'm happy, but I am very devastated that my beloved Spartans are not out of the tournament with a very um, unsure future that lies ahead for some players. Well, Josh, we'll, we'll get into Michigan state postseason recap. um, Probably in the coming weeks here after the tournament's over. Last thing I want to say before we are done for today if you had to pick four futures for a team, not four futures for a winning team, what are your four? Let's hear them. 
in order. I'm going Gonzaga, Illinois. Florida State, Ohio State. Wow. Okay. In order, I'm going Illinois, Gonzaga. Oh. Iowa and Alabama. Okay. So, Josh, that is our show. That is. I hope that you have a better weekend than Michigan State played in overtime today. I hope I do too. I need it. I, I, hope I absolutely need it. You can be less hungover than I was on Thursday after St. Patrick's Day. I appreciate that. And I hope more importantly than all of that, you have fun. We did not have March Madness last year, as everyone's painfully aware of. It's so nice to hear the music, to see the bullshit fucking ads, to hear all the idiot commenters like just to hear everything to be back into it josh i'm excited nature is healing let's have a good weekend let's win some money let's have some fun peace brother have a good one trevor